Welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all those things that culture doesn't want to talk about. That will scare you. Today, it's not very scary because we have a lovely guest in the studio. She and she's the opposite of scary. And that's nice because anytime we don't have guests, I have to look at you. It's scary all day, Nathan. Thanks, I so, appreciate uh, that. <laughs> yep. I'm just kidding. I had to get that in because it's Christmas. Actually, this probably won't be airing around Christmas. This is going to be after Christmas. So uh, I did this yesterday on our, on our podcast, too. Look, so, they come out whenever they come out, people. <laughs> just enjoy them whenever We they record come them out. and then release them weeks later. So, But this one is going to be a good, a good episode, and I really mean that because our guest today is one of our state officials. She, she holds one of the five, I guess you could say six if you count the governor, one of the six uh, offices. You've got governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, secretary of state, state treasurer, and today in the studio, the state comptroller so miss elise nushella thank you for joining us how are you thank you it is a treat to be with you micah and nathan and merry christmas yeah, to you merry and christmas. your listeners Ma- merry christmas merry christmas okay so elise you've been in politics for a long time in indiana uh you were you're in boone county you're on the boone county council you ran for state treasurer uh, in 2022 at the convention and only lost by three votes. That is crazy. It that was is, a nail biter. That is crazy. <laughs> but the cool thing is, and you you love the Lord. I mean, your faith mm-hmm. uh, is very much uh, evident how God directs your steps. And now just about uh, three weeks ago, you were uh, appointed by the governor to fill a vacancy in our state comptroller's office. Uh, which used to be the state auditor. So if you don't know that, if you're like, where'd that come from? It was the state auditor, but they've just changed the title to comptroller. So tell us a little bit about your journey and and what the state comptroller does. I think people would be fascinated to hear that. Right. Well, you know, where the Lord closes a door, he opens a window. And uh, the current state treasurer, Daniel Elliott, is a tremendous gentleman. And I had the privilege of serving with him at the county level. And now to be able to serve with him at the state level is just a joy. Um, as far as the duties of the state comptroller's office, they are listed in the Constitution of the state of Indiana. And they include the reporting and accounting of all of Indiana's funds, the paying of Indiana's employees and vendors. Um, also, Also tied in with that is the disbursement of tax revenues to the local units of government, as well as handling deferred compensation for the state's employees and public employees. And then lastly, this was a new one, uh, per the legislature in 2011, they started the Indiana Transparency Portal. And the state comptroller's office has the privilege of administering that portal. And that puts at the fingertips of Hoosiers all of the financial information for the state of Indiana, including contracts and salaries. Wow. So, so is it right to say that you are the official Hoosier bean counter yes. at the top? <laughs> at your service, sir. <laughs> That's funny. So, okay, so I think some people get this confused with treasurer because you would you would assume that the title of treasurer has to do with all the treasury and the money. Uh, so what does the treasurer do if the comptroller is doing all of the money payouts, making sure that you're 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 counting all the beans as uh, mm-hmm. as Nathan would say? So what what's the difference between treasurer and and well former formerly auditor but now comptroller? So big picture, the treasurer is the chief investment officer. Okay, so invest 
the state's funds. So he takes the money and says, how can we get the biggest return? And he's looking at investing in not the Vanguards or the Black Rocks or... Uh, right. <laughs> if, you've, if you've been listening, you know that that's, uh, those are uh, not... not there's, that's what Daniel Elliott's doing a good job. He's, yes, he's he standing up against the social uh, push from some of these leftist companies and, and investment firms like BlackRock and Vanguard. And so he's doing a great job there. How yes. are you going to... Uh, use your office in a way that that um, helps to uh, champion conservative faith and family values like we know you have. What are some of the things the comptroller can do to stand uh, in, in this battle that we're in? Well, because the office is in such great shape, all those constitutional office, or excuse me, uh, duties are being carried out with excellence. And because of being of walking into an office that is well run, we have the opportunity to look at additional ways to make an impact. And here's one that's been just embedded in my soul for a long time, and I'm sure for you and your listeners as well. And that is, we have a problem at the national level with the debt. Yeah. And always. I thought if yeah. I'm ever so fortunate to be in a position to do anything about that, so God help me to do it. And in looking at the strong position that the state of Indiana is in from a fiscal standpoint, right? We have low debt, low pension liability, a balanced biannual budget, healthy cash reserves, and a triple A credit rating. With us being in that kind of a position, how can we explore partnering with other states in a similar strong financial state to come together and support those in Congress who are taking a deep look at this crisis, and they're going to be the ones on the front lines making the tough decisions on how to right this ship, which is sorely needed. Yeah. So what, what can they do? So when you say work with people in Congress, mm -hmm. the national debt is a Washington issue ultimately. How does Indiana keeping our state in order, our house in order, how does that help Washington not, you know, burn the place to the ground? Like, how, how are you going to do that? Well, if not us, yeah. the states putting pressure on the federal government, then who? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's the financial, um, the outlook of the states around us? We're surrounded by, you know, Michigan, uh, Illinois. Let's please talk about Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because my, my brother lives there, and I just think it's a cesspool. It is. And it's I'm like, just move over the border. <laughs> yeah, move to the land of freedom. Well, the same thing with uh, my family's from Michigan, and you got oh, Comrade Gretchen up yeah, there no uh, running that state into the ground. And yeah. so, uh, but you have then you have Kentucky and you have Ohio, and I, as I look, I just don't see great models of success in any one of those states. Maybe Ohio in some some way, shape, or form, but even even Ohio seems like it's going down the the wrong side of the track. So, uh, so what can we do as Indiana to to help our neighbors get back on the right track? How how are you working with other comptrollers, and what's their outlook? I mean, does the Michigan comptroller do, do you guys have a good relationship or like? <laughs> You know, I, I can't imagine that would be easy. Well, I'm just at the beginning of, of exploring these relationships. And through the State Financial Officers Foundation, there's a great uh, association already in place that has a vast network of like-minded state financial officers who are serious about fiscal responsibility and transparency. And so through that organization, that will be the, um, the conduit for much of the outreach to the fellow uh, financial officers and uh, really looking forward to 
well, now I'm a bona fide member as a state financial <laughs> officer myself, um, but have really good relationships with that association and actually have a meeting coming up first of January to look at setting forth a plan of attack on how we actually um, provide a good effort toward this end. Okay. So um, you're, you're a member of this now elite group of leaders in our nation. Uh, let's let's kind of pivot a little bit to the political um, kind of drama that's going on all around us from a national perspective, state and local perspective. So obviously, seems like Comptroller is a little bit more of a, just crunch the numbers and that's it. But but politics invades every aspect of state office holders. So you are on a political front line. So what are what's kind of your uh, what what got you to this place politically speaking? How did you become the comptroller? How did your worldview get crafted into the way it is being a faith and family person? Like give us just the background of Elise and the worldview. How how do we know how will the listeners know that you really know where to look to find the truth, right? Like what mm-hmm. how do you do that as a just as a human being? Well, certainly I have to tip my hat to my parents. We know them. Yeah, they're good people. <laughs> they John go to and, our church. John and Cindy Noe. They're awesome I, people. I tell you what, can I just brag on your, your dad real quick? Just certainly. And your mom's awesome too. Your mom is a great conservative fighter for many, many years. But John, every single Sunday, I have my message notes that is fill in the blanks. He will come up to me and his... Like he's got a red pen and he has a thousand notes on this small little piece of paper that we pass out (laughs) and he'll just, he'll be like, and you said this and I love this, or have you thought about adding this? Or did you think about this? Or if we get into end time eschatology, he's like, you were wrong on this. (laughs) (laughs) You know what he tells me? He tells me. Uh, I think I came up with an idea for a new book. Oh, that's right. while while <laughs> you were right. preaching. So, and do you have any feedback awesome. on this title? Oh that's, my that's gosh. Right. on the titles. That's always on the. Oh, titles. I love it. I love it. Awesome people. Amazing people. Okay, so your John parents. Cindy, we love you. Yes, your parents uh, helped uh, form you to who you are today. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yes, they brought me up with a strong faith, and uh, I've owned that faith myself. And then in addition, they really invested a lot in my brother and me as far as understanding the cost of freedom. So we would go and visit battle sites. We visited um, you know, all the places of the founding of our country. And in fact, my uh, great, 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 great grandfather, Samuel Larwood Bush was his name. Uh, he and his wife, Lucy Moore Cordell, lived or uh, got married in Brown County in the 19, excuse me, 1850s, that would be, and had five children and made the difficult decision uh, with the Civil War that she would stay back, raise the children, work in the wheat fields, and he would go fight wow. for the Union Army. He wow. joined the Indiana Volunteer Infantry Company H, left out of Seymour, Indiana, went down to the south and fought for freedom. He was wow. a prisoner of war in Andersonville, which no if you know the history way. there, that was a horrible place wow. to be. Horrible. He's very fortunate to have survived. And so wow. I stand on the shoulders Amazing. of Hoosiers from the past in my family with a strong conviction. Oh, that's an awesome pedigree. Holy cow. Of the cost of freedom and how we must in every generation do our utmost to preserve it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so where do you think this, like, what do you think we have to do to get this nation back on track? Because that's, you have an awesome history in your family, obviously fighting for truth and liberty and you yourself have done that. I mean, what can we do locally uh, on a state level, national level, to seemingly turn our nation back in the right direction. It seems like there's so many problems. And where do you even start? How can one person make even a dent of a difference? Right. 
Well, this week, I'll just give you one tangible thing we can do. Had the privilege of meeting our new Speaker of the House, Oh yeah, Mike, Mike Johnson. Johnson. Oh, what an awesome guy. Yeah. Yes. He's amazing. What a man of faith who understands the Constitution and the role of faith and morality mm-hmm. that makes a republic like ours even mm-hmm. possible. And he is going out with two strong focuses, secure the border and deal with the national debt. And for us to get behind him and get behind his leadership in Congress, I think is absolutely um, a tangible piece of action that we can all do at this point. Mm. When I was listening to uh, Mike Johnson at the same event, Elise, it was uh, I, I literally thought I was like, man, that could be Nathan up there speaking just with how how you know constitutionally sound he was, but also just his love for the Lord. I mean, it was literally, I mean, just oozing out of him. He could yes. just, everything was about, we've got to turn back to the Lord. And if we don't have the Lord, then it's it's a lost cause. And I, I mean, he's, was, a, he's awesome. such a cool story, you know, even yeah. by, by how he, he became the guy, because he struck me so much as a servant, wanting to help somebody else to get that spot. And I've always kind of looked at him. He stands kind of quiet off to the side, with this servant posture and then to see the Lord move the pieces around and allow him to what, I mean, you know, past Kamala Harris, he'd be the president of the United States. I mean, he's, he, he's sitting in a tremendous place. I know, I know uh, president Trump thinks very, very highly of him and, and vice versa. I'm, I'm excited for a guy like him and his leadership. Yeah. So, you know, the Bible says that the Lord uh, raises up and sits down leaders. He raises up kings and sits them down. He directs the heart of a king, like he he directs those rivers of water. So with you, Elise, go back a little bit. We were talking about your run for treasurer. And, I mean, uh, two years ago, we would have never in a million years thought. And, you know, that day after, tell us what it was like the day after the convention when you lost by three votes to Daniel Elliott. What was going through your mind? What was going through your heart? But, you know, if if your future self could come back and go back two years, what would you tell yourself, you know, say, hey, you know, you, you only, if you only knew what the Lord had in store for you, it may not be as disappointing. Maybe you weren't disappointed. I don't know. But it had to be some aspect of an emotional uh, letdown uh, after working so hard and losing by such a small margin. And yet the Lord directs the steps. He raises people up. And he had a – you wouldn't be where you are today, I don't think, if you hadn't run for treasurer. Maybe maybe you could speak to that a little bit. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I remember the weekend before the convention – having a moment with the Lord and just opening my hands, palms up and saying, Lord, I really believe I did everything I could do for this effort. And I lay it down and whatever the outcome, I receive it. And that really released me to go into that final week with a real sense of calm and peace. But believe you me, we were working like the Dickens up to the very end. <laughs> I can um, imagine. So when when that came down, um, you know, the, the tally, the vote numbers, um, there was certainly, as you can only imagine, just a sense of, wow. Mm. Um, and gathered with my family, gathered in a circle, and we prayed and we shed tears. That's just what happens when you put forth mm-hmm. such an effort, right? There's just that release. Mm-hmm. And then when we were done hugging, et cetera, um, I 
went down to Daniel Elliott to congratulate him and, and let him know that he has my absolute and full support. And then the next day, um, put together a message to thank all of the delegates and to, again, offer my congratulations to Daniel Elliott and looking forward to um, his leadership. Yeah. And here you are today. So to- a question I have is, do you think this comptroller position better fits you than even the treasurer position? Do you see that this is, that that really, I mean, if you had your dithers, this really is better Wait, 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 hold on a second. What dithers? Excuse me? What is, what is this? What, what are you, like 100 years old? I just need you to look it up. I'm talking to First you. First of all, can you just speak normal, please? All right. This is 2023. Just speak normal. All right. If you had your choice. There you go. Thank you. Well, you, you make know, it sound like our, our listeners are unintelligent no, people. No, I'm just saying Dithers is from the Civil War era. All right. You know, I we have moved Civil past War that. books. Okay, right. go ahead. I know what Andersonville was. Okay, go ahead. So in the cases of both of these offices, there are a number of programs that uh, directly impact local units of government. So coming from county government, serving as the former president of the Boone County Council and president of the Indiana County Councils Association, there was a great tie-in both to the duties of the state treasurer's office and then as well now to the um, state comptroller's office. It is just, again, a privilege to be dispersing those tax revenues to the local units of government as we were on the receiving side before. And I look forward to building even further the great relationships relationships that I have with county auditors, county treasurers, counselors, commissioners, and then uh, embarking more on the city and towns side with the uh, mayors, comptrollers, clerk treasurers, etc., do you uh, do you see? I mean, I know you're focused on the job at hand. I mean, if you could, if you could see yourself in ten years, fifteen years, I mean, what what do you think the Lord's got in store for Elise Nuchala? Well, you know, it goes like that verse from the love chapter, right? We stand here and we see through a glass dimly. So that's that's where I am so often in my life and you only get clarity as you go down the road a little further so we shall see yeah no that's good that's good yeah um so if if someone wanted to um get to know more about how they could get involved whether it's locally i mean you came from local government Mm -hmm. uh whether it's in the state state party or state government position like what are some what's some advice that you would give them if they're listening here and they're saying hey i love you know, I love what she's saying. It's resonating with me. How could I do something in a similar way to to be effective in, you know, stewarding our republic? There are so many ways to get involved and we need all of us, right? It's all hands on deck. So whether it's getting involved in your local Republican Women's Club, your uh, county Republican Party, uh, your town's Republican Club, those are the key places to engage and um, when I first engaged, well, I was, you know, a mom of young children. And so there was a time in my life I was not tremendously engaged, but boy, did I support my mama and what she was doing at the state house. And I felt like that was my primary contribution at the time, That's going good. in the parades with her, knocking door to door with her. Um, but then when I felt like, okay, it's it's time now to enter into a new phase and step up even further, that's how I initially engaged. 
and and I went walking with other candidates and uh, calling for other candidates. And we all have that work to invest in others. And um, and it's you're part of a team to get the right people in office. So that's where I think it's the best place to start and get involved and get to know people and build relationships of trust. Well, the scripture tells us that if we if we serve in little things, if we're faithful in little things, God will give us that which is our own. And I think a lot of people want to just, uh, they want to skip the process of servanthood, you know, which is really uh, a public servant is, is to walk in that grace. I just want to serve and I want to do my best. And if, if you see fit that the that I should be promoted. You think that I can do even more than this. Call on me. I still have that heart to serve. And that's why God just elevates people. That's what you were talking about before. It's God who who promotes, and it's God who also abases. But even with that heart to serve, you know, when, when it's uh, clear and apparent to people, it makes perfect sense that, hey, this, this isn't an end. This is only a beginning and a new direction, you know? So, I think I think the thing that I so admire about you is just the graciousness. You're truly a stateswoman. You, the in in and I mean that in 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 the way that you have attacked with people, and and it's about it's about serving them and giving them an opportunity to see. Um, I I just want to do my 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 level best because I believe in excellence. You know, and I think that's what we want. I th- I think so many times the average person who's looking at politicians, don't not knowing them, they just look at the whole group of them and they 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 judge them in a pot of people. But there's really a lot of God honoring people that are in these places that the Lord has His people dispersed around, and we do need to vote the bad ones out. But you have to actually know them, so you got to sit down and talk with them, and you got to get their their sense of this. So that's why I appreciate the fact that Jesus Sex and Politics has people on, so that you guys out there listening, you can get to know the really great people that we do have working in our government. That's right. Yeah, it's they're not all bad. I know there are some bad ones, but not all yeah, of them. Some really and, bad. Ones. <laughs> so, so yeah. there are many actually good people serving and and just trying to be that servant hearted leader and. And, uh, and that's good. Well, well, Elise, thank you so much for, for your time today. And, and if people want to know more about, about you, where can they go to find out, uh, you know, just more information on, on you? Right. Check me out on Facebook. We've got updates there. And again, thank you for the opportunity to join you. Thanks for today. coming. Yeah. Thanks you're for coming. It, thank it, you for it, serving it, our, our great Thank you. Today. Yes, absolutely. And it, it was a pleasure to have you today. And so did this podcast get your dithers? Was that, uh, that's not what <laughs> it even means. <laughs> I don't know. Would I, if I had my dithers, would I listen to this podcast or another podcast? And I would listen to this podcast. (laughs) Because this podcast is fun and informative and we make the left really mad. Yes. For for those listeners out there that just want to send Mike a a gift for Christmas, think about a dictionary. Just send him a dictionary. (laughs) I'll have you know, I have the Webster's 1823 dictionary. I'll bet you dithers is in there. On my phone. All right, well, this has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you have, you're having a great start to 2024. I can't believe it's already 2024. 
Well, it's technically not for us yet. It's three days before Christmas. It's just going to come out in 2024. Nathan, I love to mess up the end of this. this is, we have 15 <laughs> seconds. And now hey, it's going to irritate a liberal. It's over. It's okay, over. We'll no, see it. it's off. See, the music stopped. And now we're still recording. So it's totally not the cool, uh, you know, so I'm going to start it over again. This is EIB, Excellence <laughs> in Broadcasting. <laughs> All right. Do you want to take them out? Try it one, one more time. We'll see you later. <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas. See you. Happy New Year. Peace.